Welcome back to the Run Alive Intervals. This week uh, for me was a really special episode speaking with Jenny Nesbitt. Uh, I can honestly say I feel personally lucky to have met Jenny. She's been through some really tough times in her life, but she's got through them and she's reflected on them and she's definitely come out stronger and determined to tell her story for the benefit of others. One thing that kept me going throughout my eating disorder was the fact that once I reached certain targets or certain weights, um, I was able to kind of put my trainers back on and go for a run. Um, and I think that for me, as like as crazy as it sounds, was the thing that saved mm. me throughout my eating disorder and it stopped me from mm. kind of not, not getting through it. <laughs> We are delighted to be partnering with Beat Eating Disorders for this episode. Beat are the UK's eating disorder charity, so if you're worried about your own or someone else's health, you can call Beat 365 days a year, and their number is 0808 801 0677, or you can find them at beateatingdisorders.org.uk. This episode is sponsored by Run Unbound Endurance Coaching and next week we have a special short episode with James Riley, founder and coach at Run Unbound and it's a catch up with him to find out how things are going in his business and what coaching has been like for him. You can find out more about Run Unbound and how James might be able to help you with your running at www.rununbound.com. So let's dive back into Jenny's interview and we started by asking her, despite her struggles, what keeps her going every day. I think it goes back to like when I was younger, I think, and I, I, I said this to my coach yesterday as well. Um, like when I was younger, there were so many years I kind of missed through kind of mental health issues, through illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I don't want to keep wasting time. I feel like I'm wasting, I have a big fear of wasting time. And I feel like this Mm. year I've really wasted time because I haven't gone to races I've wanted to do. I haven't performed well at races I want to do. And I haven't progressed in my training like I would like to. Um, And I think that that is that fear of wasting time that keeps me showing up every day because I'm like, if I don't show up today, Mm. I've wasted another day. I've wasted another two Mm. runs. Like, and I think Mm. that kind of, deep fear of wasting time keeps mm. me showing up every day but I also think like the the drive passion and motivation I have for this sport keeps me showing mm. up every day as well because I believe I'm better than I am and I believe that I can go on to achieve things I haven't yet done but it's you know mm-hmm. you can say all those things but until you actually kind of show up and do them it's you know it's two different things <laughs> no well listen like I can hear that drive I can hear that passion coming just coming through uh and from you uh now and you know you've been running you've been running for years you've been running seriously from from for a very from a very young age um take us back a little bit because you mentioned you know mention mental health struggles and and that's kind of playing into this feeling now and this drive yeah. of not wanting to waste any more time um, that was as a teenager, I think. So tell us a little bit about what, what that was and your eating disorder then yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. So I was I I was a kid who was very, very sporty and I did every sport under the sun. You'd find me on the cricket pitch, the rugby field, the lacrosse pit, like everything. Um, mm. And 
uh, at school I wanted to be on the athletics team so I had to run the distance events because nobody else wanted to but at the time mm-hmm. I kind of got into athletics it coincided with um, being di- diagnosed with an eating disorder at the age of 12 um, which was really obviously ch- really challenging but at the time mm. I kind of didn't realize how like damaging it was to myself and I think there's a lot of people who probably don't realize that at the point at that mm. point um but yeah so I was diagnosed with an eating disorder when I was 12 and I kind of suffered with that I was in and out of therapy until I was about 21 so pretty mm. much 10 years of my life mm. was mm. engulfed with this this eating disorder um and luckily like massively grateful to my family and my mum and my dad especially who kind of took time off work to care for me at home rather than like putting me in Mm. to hospital um and I I had to miss a lot of time at school and things but one thing that really kept me going was my passion and my love for running um Mm. I only had only like had recently gotten into it before I was diagnosed with an eating disorder so it was all really really new to me but I Mm. I knew from beginning that is something I really enjoyed doing. It was so different to like doing team sports because it's so individual to the point where like you, you get out of it, what you put into it. Um, Mm. And it's like, you can't blame anybody else for anything that goes wrong. It's all down to Mm. you. Um, And I think for me, (laughs) as like crazy as it sounds, was the thing that saved Mm. me throughout my eating disorder and it stopped me from Mm. kind of, not not getting through it well so that's actually really interesting because um i don't know that much about eating disorders i feel like i need to learn from you and from others but um in my head i immediately think okay well that means um like this is a sort of goal weight in terms of getting down to a goal weight or, or or that kind of thing but what you i think what you just said is actually the the running kind of saved you because you know, once you got up to a goal weight, then you could go running again. Is is, is that right? Yeah. Pre- yeah, pretty much. And I think, like, although I was struggling mentally so much, there was a part of me that understood that in order to perform well, you had to be healthy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it took me a long time to understand this and accept it. But once I got on board with it, it was something that I was able to focus on away from the like consumption of my eating disorder. And I was able to separate it apart from that. Um, and it was able to kind of put me on the straight and narrow to, to finding like a healthier balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it was yeah. like straightforward and like it involved a lot of therapy. I think I was in and out of cams three mm-hmm. times a week at one point. Um, mm-hmm. There was like significant relapses along the way, but, it was something that, yeah, allowed that separation and gave me a goal that was kind of attainable, I guess, um, that didn't yeah. involve thinking, oh, well, if I, you know, if I skip this meal, I'm going to achieve this weight. It was more like, mm. oh, if I eat this meal, it's part of my training. Like, this is part of my training. Mm. If I do this, I can go for a run on Saturday. Um, and I think mm. for me, having that was far more important than writing down my thoughts and my feelings far more important than talking to other people um mm. and it, yeah I think that's where the passion for the sport grew and that's where my drive and motivation like came from I think and it still exists from that 
from that time because I remember how challenging and how hard it was and how hard I worked in order mm. to get myself back onto a start line. Mm. Yeah. You, and you've done something for me there as well, which is in often my understanding of these kind of dynamics is I kind of end up seeing running in the sport as almost like the bad guy actually as part of the problem. But what your change completely changed my mindset on here is that for you running the kind of the goal of being fit and healthy enough to get out there and pursue your passion was absolutely part of the solution and sort of I imagine in many ways still is so that's a real mind sort of bender for me mm. um and just the the courage that you're talking about it with and the straightforwardness is actually pretty mind-blowing as well Jenny yeah I think that I think that's still something that really frustrates me to this day is that people associate exercise negatively with eating disorders mm. and mm. that I'm not saying it's not a you know it's not it can significantly mm. impact people in a negative way um but I don't think it's given enough respect these days as to like positive impact it can have on people like it's yeah. like mental health there's so many you know different areas of mental health but a lot of them if you go to a doctor or you see uh, a psychologist they'll suggest you to get outside to exercise to walk to find a hobby yeah. you enjoy yeah. but when it comes to eating disorders it's like you're bed bound you can't go outside you can't see daylight it's like yeah. all these things that like are not good for your mental health and I think mm. it's giving people an opportunity to have ownership of exercise in order to help them as well which is really important yeah mm. So is that a very clear message for you that you'd like to kind of offer in a way to people in that community and people who are working with people with eating disorders and, and maybe people on this path that like almost that's kind of very countercultural to that community, what you're saying, I'm hearing. Yeah, definitely. And I think like it has to be done in a, a manner that's safe and sustainable and probably monitored that you can't just like mm. let someone who's in the depths of an eating disorder go out and run every single day because that's mm. not healthy either but i think if you mm. can set it up so it's understood from both parties what the terms and conditions say are of it i think it can have a massively yeah. positive impact on anybody's recovery without wanting to put words in the mouth but kind of wanting to put words in your mouth jenny you did say i think you've said <laughs> that running literally saved your life yeah, it literally, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that. I really think it did. I really think running saved my life because it gave me that one positive thing to hold on to. And it gave me that opportunity to prove to myself and to others that I was stronger than what my eating disorder was. And that mm. I could go on and achieve things that perhaps people kind of wouldn't have necessarily thought I could do. Thank you so much for listening. And I just uh, want to repeat those details that I shared at the beginning about BEAT, the UK's eating disorder charity. You can contact BEAT um, 365 days a year if you're worried about your own or someone else's health or if you're just affected by the issues that Jenny spoke about in the episode. You can call them on 0808-801-0677 or find them at beateatingdisorders.org.uk.
So please do share this episode with others. I really think it's a special one. These are really important issues to tackle. They're in the lives of lots of people that I know. We're unbelievably grateful for Jenny's courage, openness, and willingness to share her story. So we're keen for as many people as possible to hear this episode. And um, why wouldn't you be one of the people to, to offer them that opportunity? We'll be back on Friday with Tom Bedford. He's the race director of Richmond Runfest. And we talked to him about his lifelong passion for running. He grew up with a world record-breaking dad. We're going to find out what that's like. Uh, Tom himself trained with Mo Farah, and um, he's pretty exceptional running himself. He once ran a two-hour, 20-minute marathon for a bet. So we'll get into that. We'll also go behind the scenes on what it took to pull off organizing the Olympic Trials Marathon that happened in Kew Gardens a few years ago. That was just extraordinary. And we're also going to talk to him about what happens when things don't go to plan, which for Tom was a, a recent edition of the Richmond Marathon and a day that he admits was one of the worst of his life. We'll go through that and see what meaning he's making of that. So finally, do follow us on social media so you don't miss an episode. We are at run underscore alive on Instagram, run alive pod, all one word on Twitter. And we are the Run Alive podcast on LinkedIn, Facebook, and now even TikTok. Check us out. And look out for a Christmas challenge or two in the next few weeks. <laughs>